dad met Katie fishing, and he invited us out on his boat. You think Katie's nice? Can I make you a drink? He was very nice to us. He was especially nice to you. You don't know what I want. I want Katie to take just my photo. What for? You can't see what I got. Where were you last night? I don't want to talk about this. You get everything so wrong. Junior, don't go. I want to know the truth. This is the end to Z of film with Andy and Rajiv. Hello and welcome back, listeners. This is season four of the end to Z of film, a podcast where I, Rajiv, and my co-host Andrew, hello Andrew, hello, uh, talk about New Zealand films. So, what are we doing this year, Andrew? This season. No, it was this season. This season is season four. Good Lord, I can't believe we've done four seasons of this. Or we'd do, we've done three, and it's now a fourth one. Mm. Uh, this season, though, is uh, subtitled Wanda Wahines. Um, for our international listeners, Wahine is the Maori word for woman. So there's where the catchy title comes from. Um, and so we're going to be... <laughs> we're going to be talking about uh, films with a New Zealand connection with... Uh, prominent uh female creative i think is probably the best that's good that's very best way to describe it yeah. i just want to point out that every single season so far has started with andrew making up some sort of punny title <laughs> and then we go from there so but this one's really good yeah, like uh, um yeah and i think i think this is a good i think this is a good moment for two men to talk <laughs> 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 We will. There will be female. <sighs> there will be women guests. Guests that are not two dudes. So, yeah. uh, first off, I guess we have to apologise for the fact <laughs> that we are two dudes doing a podcast dedicated to uh, female creatives in film and TV. Uh, probably not the best start, but that's what we are. So, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, it's, it's a good title, and I'm gonna use it. Damn it. We're, we're um, diverse. I'm like brown, and you're white. So that's that's a good start. That's something. Um, there we go. Um, We're 50% diverse, but uh, <laughs> I think it's a good time to be shining a light on the films of, of New Zealand uh, female, film, female filmmakers, Blah. Um, because we've got quite a number of very good lady creatives in New Zealand, and it's an interesting time in the world for uh, this sort of discussion to be happening. That's right. Yeah, I guess it, I guess it's timely, but yeah. but it's also the fact that you know we've been doing this for three seasons now, and we've pretty much predominantly talked about male filmmakers. So it'd be nice to shine a light on the other side. Um, I mean, our seasons are short, so uh, I guess up front we have to. Just, we're probably going to do ten episodes, um, so that's it's only going to be mm-hmm. a small sort of sampling, <laughs> but hopefully it's a good sampling, like a like a, it's it's representational of the the talent. Uh, out there, uh, we should probably get into the film. Maybe is that enough of a yes? What enough of an intro? Yeah, I, I, I think so. And we'll keep blabbering on about that sort of thing. I think in future episodes. Mm. So, mm. and there was a, yes. a there was an initiative, fifty two films by women. I think that was also part of the thing. Yes. So we're sort of we're trying to do that. It's not fifty two films, but it's it's our. Uh, it's a season <laughs> of films. Yeah, it's our contribution to that. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so the movie this year is uh, uh, the this, this season. The first, the opening film is is Rain. Christine Jeff, a New Zealand filmmaker's uh, drama 
from 2001. It was released in 2001. Uh, here's a synopsis. <clears throat> While on a family vacation in the Mahurangi Peninsula in New Zealand, Mahurangi, 13-year-old Janie begins to realise her parents' marriage is on the rocks. I thought that was quite good, on the rocks. Dun, dun, dun. Because well, there's, many, there's many rocks in the movie. Yeah, and there's also, you know, they drink a lot yeah. of whiskey on ice. So, ha-ha. Ah. That's good. I thought that went really well with the pun, punniness of our nice. stuff. Um, nice. It's funny, this, firstly, in that synopsis, and in various things I read in... Um, Wait. Is that the full synopsis? That's the short one that is on IMDb. If you have another one that you think is better, because it, it's quite a complex story. This is just, just three lines. It's just there's a lot more going on yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the the the, yeah. the 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 complexity of the family dynamic is just a small part of it, but it is the catalyst, I guess, to the whole film. So, but the firstly, I thought um, at various reviews I'd read, like New Zealand reviews and writing, they talk about um, and the behind the scenes things, the Mahurangi Peninsula being a focus, and I was like. Oh, you know, I was just watching the film going, it's just the beach somewhere and it's generic so that we can all relate to it. Like, I don't know why the specifics, I don't think it's mentioned anywhere in the film. I guess you'd know it if you'd seen it because New Zealand's a small place and people recognize stuff, but I don't think it's mentioned ever, like the specific location. No, I was was definitely watching it and just thinking, oh, this could be just about any beachside batch community Mm. in New Zealand. And I don't think it's important. No where it is specifically because it's very it's very typical of a certain kiwi experience the beach the batch. summer batch mm. yeah the batch with the family and have you done that just, i've never done that that's not part of my growing yeah, up kiwi but no it's a very typical and i probably not even much nowadays for kids growing up i mean who can afford a batch people can't really afford a house right because <laughs> it's all crazy anyway that's a totally different discussion <laughs> right but it is like it's I, i've you know had a couple of holidays where we went and we're in a house and basically kids were given free reign through the day just go to the beach um, and be fun times just wander my dad right, had so, two so- rules Make your bed and be home for dinner, and that was it. All oh, right. Okay. So this is because I I didn't have this experience as I'm an immigrant, but so this is a sort of a typical Pakeha growing up because this movie set in the seventies and you grew up in the eighties and nineties, so it's quite typical sort of holiday in the so, summertime. Yeah, fairly typical, especially for that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the novel is written like there's a novella, a slim volume, I think, written by Kirsty Gunn, which was set in Taupo and. Christian Jeffs re sort of changed the focus to, I mean, it was filmed in the Mahurangi Peninsula, which is interesting, but um, her, 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 her rationale was, it doesn't matter where it is, but the water is important. It doesn't have to be the sea either. Like a lot of people, I think, were possibly thinking, oh, it's the sea, you know, that's important because it's deep and whatnot. But just the fact that it's water, so reflective and cleansing. Yeah, there was <laughs> definitely a lot of uh, water. Yeah. <laughs> But no rain, no rain, no rain at all in the movie. I was just, yeah, did it, I was trying to think, because at the very, very end, was there a little little splash of rain before it all <laughs> went wrong, but... A lot of great yeah, clouds. A lot of great clouds. Yeah, so this is the first time I've uh, re-watched it since seeing it in the cinema. Hmm. What, 17, good God, years ago? Um, uh, 16 years oh, ago. And just 17, a, yeah, 17 years 16? ago. 16, yeah. I remember I really, really enjoyed it at the cinema, and I was interested to see if uh, this time if I was going to be identifying with the kids more or identifying with the parents more. Right. And, yeah. You're not that young. When you saw it, you were an adult. <laughs> well, yeah, but still, um, 
was closer to a teenager growing up and into the adult world than I was an adult who'd been an adult for right, 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 a right. long time. So what, what did you yeah. feel? Like, I mean, the film is told as Janie's point of view, pretty much. So Yes. Um, also, very typically Kiwi, my partner went to primary school with the actress who plays Janie. With Alicia Wolford, Wolford Wubbers. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> so fucking New Zealand. Oh, New Zealand. So uh, great. So, yeah. Um, what was the question again? I forgot. Oh, did you relate more with the kids or the adults? It was a question you asked of yourself, so... Yeah, okay. and I forgot. It's going well so far. Yeah, yeah. Welcome back to the Interzeta film, everyone. Um, I think it was more split. I identified with both. I think I was just able to see both sides more now. Well, that's really interesting because I feel like the parents in the story, uh, pretty much every adult of the story, I guess because it's the 70s, talking to my wife about it, uh, are quite neglectful. <laughs> like, and sort of... Um, uh, <laughs> Super neglectful. Also, and really broken. Like, And that's why, one, the yep. film is told the perspective of Janie, so that's the identifier. But two, I feel like I'm more like her. Like, you know, like I'm more curious and less jaded. Like, the adults are all freaking jaded and everything sucks. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, just like, <laughs> yeah... I don't know, just like I could identify with the dad sometimes there. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, he's, he's, he's great. I mean, he's also a great actor. So, well, yeah. Well, so, but, uh, oh, sorry. Yeah. The, all of the adults, none of them were particularly grown up. No. <laughs> I mean, I think the dad, probably the most, um, I mean, he's still neglectful mm. and having a hard time, but, you know, he's, he seems like a good dude. Um, which I guess we can talk about the cast because that's Alistair Browning, who's been in two other films that the Interceptor film has discussed previously he was uh, a small character in vertical limit called ali we discussed that i'm not entirely sure which character that was but he was also the only new zealand actor in the um the movie mr merry christmas mr lawrence and um it's only it's only small roles in those other films but i'm glad we finally get to see him in something where he's really acting and it's great you know he's really that scene yeah. at the party where he tries to buy his get his wife a drink and she sort of pretty much ignores him, and he goes back, and he looks very sad. He looks so sad. Oh yeah, I was yeah. That's that was the definitely a moment where I was like, yeah, I've I've been at a party and definitely looked like that. <laughs> and, and one of your partners that's ignoring you, poor Andrew. No, just just general. That sudden that sudden turn where you're like, oh, I'm drunk, but I'm not having fun. Why anymore. am I here? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, and I guess uh, Alicia Wolford Wobeski. I don't know how to pronounce her name. I'm really sorry if you're listening. People that know her are listening. What, you, your partner was friends with at school. How do you say her name? Why is Alicia? The last name. <laughs> yeah, Alicia. I got. That's that's pretty straightforward. Thank you, Andrew. <laughs> I don't know. She, she didn't talk of her in her full name. Uh, hey, Alicia Wolford Wobeski, come over here. Yeah. What? Yeah. Why is Becky? Um, she didn't make many Why other films. Um. I thought oh, interesting that she was in uh, Fracture, a 2004 film with Cliff Curtis. Hooray! So, hey, there we go. Ties it, ties it back in. And uh, previously she was in a, um, a kid's show called Revelations, made by Cloud9, which also made The Tribe, which Andrew was on, kid's show, yep. as an actor. Um, and then before that she made A Twist in the Tail, which is a show uh, that William Shatner made, came to New Zealand and made a kid's show. He was hosting a kid's show, uh, good old William Shatner. And our friend Katie... Kat McKenzie, you can find her on the Twitter, uh, was on that as well. So there's our personal collection to this film. 
Andrew. So, so, so many. Uh, yes, because it's New Zealand. Anyway. Um, <laughs> yes, so what did you think of this film? Now? Oh, I re- I, it's interesting. You mentioned seeing it. I guess you were just much more um, enlightened than I was. I remember seeing it when we were at uni <laughs> and uh, feeling it was a little bit pretentious. Uh, a little bit. I, th- I thought, thought it was good, I, but I remember thinking, oh, you know, it's a little bit. It's a little bit too much. I think that 2001 Rajiv is an idiot. Uh, and I think that <laughs> this film is fantastic and not pretentious at all in the slightest. Um, I think I remember quite specifically being annoyed by the fact that there were so many slow motion shots of things like lemons being washed. And I was like, meaningless. But now I'm like, no, that's really great. You know, like, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, specifically, that's really weird, but sure. Yeah. Uh, specifically, the New York Times, I found a New York Times review that was like, this is what I feel. I was kind of like, you know, because that, that sort of um, mundane stuff, like they're washing the dishes and it slows in yeah. slow motion. The New York Times said, um, Jeff's uses the physical world, small um, homely objects like lemons and ice cubes, as well as the brooding landscape to suggest emotions her characters cannot express directly. And I was like, yeah, that's it. You know, Ooh. that's that's, yeah. that's the deal, which is great. Um, it's, I mean, it's... it is. It's, it's, a, it's a very internal movie. Like it's all about the conflicts and stuff that's happening in this family yeah i sort of i made a note and i think this is uh, i can't remember if this is true just for the the start of the film and if it changes as things go on but it um or even just because i was watching it on my laptop but it's a very quiet film mm. like even when we have that uh, especially that first party even the music is really muted right right that could be cool your, your laptop but yeah i guess you're right the music in this film is great. It, it is, um, it's understated, right? Like it's 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 not like in your face music, but it's really good. Like it really does underscore yeah. what's happening. There, there, there are a couple of times where it's um, the things playing out on screen are very much being referenced in the lyrics. Right, right, right. To the music, which is fine. It, it, it's not. It's not quite too on the nose or anything like that. I, I think it's just enough on the nose. I never felt that at all because I have seen uh, the movie Staying Alive directed by Sylvester Stallone and he got his brother Frank Stallone to do the music. And there are literally moments in that film where he's like, uh, John Travolta's character is going to a party on the Upper East Side or something where there's a bunch of weirdos. He's like, and the song lyrics are like, going to visit the thing and having a strange time with the weirdos. And I'm like, oh, that's really like fully on the nose. So... I don't think Rain has anything on there. Like, <laughs> nothing, nothing on the nose at all. Actually, didn't notice that at all. Do, do you have a specific memory of? No, just a, a a couple. But it was it was more. Uh, oh, that's oh, that's what's that's what has, that's what's happening. Like the guy's like by himself at the party, and it's, it's a lyrics about being lonely or something like that. Yeah, okay. that sort of thing. Right. So it's like I said, it's it's not too on the nose. I think it's just the right. Mm. Uh, level and like you say you didn't even notice it so Uh, it's it's neil finn neil finn and some other guy who i forgot you other guy um but it's neil's first as far as i could tell as far as imdb tells me his only film school which is interesting oh uh he's like had lots of uh crowded house and other neil finn songs obviously in lots of movies but on soundtracks yeah yeah. but as far as like composing directly for a soundtrack this seems to be his only one which is interesting because i thought he did a really great job like you know, I was like, thought there'd be heaps more going on for. Uh, yeah, it's a yeah. Like uh, a Don McGlash, another Mutton Birds, another New Zealand artist who's done. You know, he did like the Deadlands and lots of other New Zealand scores. He does does scores, but 
uh, Neil Finn does not. And Neil Finn, I, I don't know enough about music, but he would be considered one of New Zealand's best musicians, I would have thought. Yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> sure, sure, why not? It's up there. I think we cannot go any longer without mentioning Sarah Pierce. Yes, I mean, astounding work. <laughs> uh, I mean, she she was also a bit on the podcast previously. She was the, the mother that was killed at the beginning of Heavenly Creatures. She's. I was about to say it's a bit, <laughs> I don't know, uh, funny, sad, sad funny or something that her two most notable ro- roles um, uh, is playing mothers that are upstaged by their daughter. Right, right, right. Daughters, yeah. I mean, she's been on a lot of Australian TV, like a lot of New Zealanders go off to Australia and be on TV over there. And, yes. and she's in the, the Mortal Engines coming up, so we don't know. That, that might be a prominent role. I have no idea. Oh, wow. Uh, but yeah, I mean, her work in this, like I was just watching it with my wife and we are just like, man, she's good. Like, she's great. She should be in more yeah. stuff. Like, this scene where she's just like, it's just real subtle that she's on the um, reclining chair making her whiskey sours and she seems mm-hmm. so disinterested in the world. So great. Oh my God. So great. And then her um, showering after she sleeps with Katie, Martin Chocas' character. Uh, the black and white shot of her just showering from behind. Mm-hmm. Great. Just great. I mean, that sort of brings... We'll talk about Martin Chocas because he's amazing, but that brings into the conversation the cinematography, which is John Toon. So those black and white inserts that happen, there's a couple of them, like Janie in the water looking up at the camera. Well, it sort of opens... It, the film opens with that, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah, yeah, it does open with that. Yeah. So it's interesting because the film was, uh, you know, very, like all New Zealand, fully New Zealand-funded things. Actually, I don't know who... There might be some foreign funding. There's often foreign funding. Um is a you know a limited budget so they had like 1.8 million in total for the entire movie and i think that's the reason why the decision was to make it shoot it on 16 mil it's a cheaper format but those those black and white inserts are 35 mil so that's probably part of the reason they look so cool (laughs) they're cool looking things um but john toon like he um that guy is great i mean the cinematography is brilliant and he's he's worked with christine jeffs on a couple of her other films so christine jeffs went off to hollywood and made um Sunshine Cleaning. Before that, she did um, uh, Sylvia. Well, that, yeah, and Sunshine Cleaning mm. was, uh, according to IMDb at least, this is her last film in 2008. That's right, it's a while ago now. Far, far too long. Far too long. Uh, but she's, uh, I looked her up, she's still doing commercials. She's with a company called Xenon, so she directed lots of commercials. Doing That's what she did before she went to feature films, and that's what she's doing now. I imagine a feature film industry in general is difficult uh, for independent, yes. non-commercial sort of filmmaker. Uh, so, you know, that's always the case. But but John Toon is is um, she she brought him along. So he shot Sunshine Cleaning, um, and he's been he's had a long history in New Zealand. So he was one of the, the main camera guys on the '77 uh, TV series The Governor, which is like you know one of the inaugural things about New Zealand history. It's sort of a big a big deal here, but. Uh, the style, you know, it's all it's all sort of natural light, and it's interesting. There was a I, I read this. Um, there's a book called um, "Shot in New Zealand," Duncan Petrie's book about New Zealand cinematographers. It's a really great book. Highly recommend reading it. But it's interesting. There was a couple paragraphs talking about this film, and Christine Jeffs talks about how great John Toon is, and he's you know he's so fast and blah blah blah. And then John Toon in the next paragraph talks about like, well, you know, I had to be fast because Christine Jeffs wanted like. 20 setups in a day <laughs> so she won, she won a lot of setups so they obviously worked well together because they, they worked on a couple more feature films after that but what was really interesting was the fact that it's a, a you know a, a child-led film so they needed to capture the children who are not actors they were both their first sort of features and yeah. in order to do that they'd often just set 
John Toon off with the camera and just watch them playing. That's why sometimes you have those shots of them playing at the beach and it does seem quite natural because they're just playing. And also there's a shot um, at the dinner table, they said, where um, there'd be a fifth place setting set up at the dinner table and that would be where John would sit with his camera on his shoulder and film the, the action. So, so it seems so natural because I think a lot of it is it's just natural stuff. Um, That's a really interesting way of, of um, approaching filming with kids. Yeah, yeah. Like especially yeah, first first feature films and just sort of having the person with the camera as a character that they hang out with. Mm. <laughs> yeah, so they must have gotten to know him really well, I guess. He's just he's just hanging about, being cool. But I guess that's what you kinda of have to do with kids, right? You can't you can't be like, say this line. Say it better, you know, like it's sort of a <laughs> <laughs> Faster, more intense. Faster, more intense. That's the, the Lucas score of the filmmaker. Mm-hmm. And then he he mentioned that the slow motion was used to you know those inserts uh, to lengthen important moments and give them more added poignancy, but in addition to that, it's also the heat of the summer, you know, making everything sort of lethargic and everything's through sort of a drunken a drunken haze because they are drinking a lot in this movie. That <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's very rarely a time when they don't have a drink like she's even washing the dishes and she's got yeah, it's good a glass of gym beam yeah yeah it maybe it's, and it's 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 very good subtle drunk acting um that's right there's that scene where she's from the two parents where she's talking to her in the bathroom eh? language oh my god that was so <laughs> oh that was so embarrassing talking about her a bit being like becoming a woman and it's and it's just clearly tipsy it's great it's really natural um, it's just reminded me of um, that that TV the BB, is it BBC the British TV series Supersizes have you seen that where they they, no. they sort of recreate a period in history and, and eat the food and sort of live in the way they did oh yes yeah 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 yes. I think one of them was set in the 70s and they was like yeah they were just drinking like all the time <laughs> like <laughs> you know, just like nuts drinking actually I think someone someone also did like a weird thing who was it I read a thing about James Bond and like if you actually drunk the amount of alcohol was the Ian Fleming was writing about in his books. You'd just be screwed. Like you wouldn't be able to function. You'd be in the hospital. Which I think people did back then. So, you know, that's just how they were. <laughs> be in the hospital. Right. So man chokas. That's who I wanted to get onto. Well, everyone wants to get onto him uh, in this film. <laughs> that's for sure. Well, hey. hey. Well, he's very sexy. A sexy man. Yeah. Well, and this is, I think, him coming off Shortland Street where he had been playing the very nerdy but um, kind Leonard Dobbs, I think. Dr. Leonard Dobbs. Leonard... This is back when I used to watch Shortland I was going to ask you because I have a note written here where on New Zealand On Screen, which is a great website, I have referred to him as the bumbling Mr. Dots. Now, I can't imagine Martin Chokas being bumbling at all. Was he bumbling? It's uh, amazing. Oh, yeah, super, super. It was, like, really weird. Really? That's so great because I yeah, love him. Had... I think he's great. But he, he's always I'm pretty sure he had I'm pretty sure he had glasses on a string <laughs> and so even when he turns up in the Bourne films fighting <laughs> Matt Damon I just had in my head that he's got glasses on a string <laughs> they're probably just in the drawer at the moment he's only got home he hasn't managed to put them on yet this is interesting because I didn't know you watched Short of the Streets that's fascinating but um when he goes to maybe ah, and when him and Galadriel go to bed at night. He probably puts them on to <laughs> read the 
read his book elves elves wearing glasses so yeah so that's so we're bringing yeah. in um his other his other career moments where he is playing he plays celebron right and now Cele, celebron Ceb- i don't know all i know is that he's probably celadods there we go <laughs> i don't think he's even named uh well he, on imdb it's he's called celebron but he's like one of those hoity-toity sure. look at looked out of my nose at you elves um, yeah, which is also interesting because that's you know, and and various bad guys in various films, but he's always so sort of menacing that I've never I can never imagine him as a bumbling guy. You know what he did like directly after Rain, directly after Rain, went to Hollywood. Is that Triple X, Triple X, Yogi and Triple X, the bad yes. guy in a Vin Diesel action film. This guy has range. It's great. I love it. I love it so much. <laughs> And he's he's playing an interesting. He's is he a character actually? Is he yes? What? He's sort of just a. He's almost like a, a an object of desire. Yeah, almost uh, more than more than anything else. Like you got the mum and the daughter. Yeah, both wanting him for sort of different reasons. I mean, one base reason, but the mum's bored yeah. basically but he also has an animal magnetism and is you know we use that term alpha male stupid word but he's more he's more manly than her current husband right so that's well any i think any represents uh freedom that she's missing yes exactly yeah 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 yeah. she feels yeah. she feels trapped in her current state i'm not entirely sure why whereas i think like is it oh sorry you were saying is it well i was just going to say whereas for janie he's sort of that first mm. crush that first stirrings of mm. sexual desire that's right i mean because he, he's like a manly man and there are dudes at her, her own age there's that guy i forgot his name but he's he's clearly very interested in her <laughs> but she's, she is not interested she's not interested in him she leads him along quite a lot and she <laughs> plays him like a fiddle she's <laughs> yeah, as it's really interesting the film um you know exploring with janie her sort of increasing realisation of how much control she can have mm. over men. Over men. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I think and her, her mum probably looks at her and remembers perhaps when she mm. had that same power and control and is, I, I don't know, feeling like she doesn't have that anymore. She can't, she doesn't have that freedom to mm. just do whatever she wants. It's interesting. Do we ever find out what? I mean, she's. I think she's a house mum. But do we ever find out what Alistair Brennan's character does for a living? Like, what does he do? That sense of he says, "I built this house for you." You know, he's he's trying and not not doing very well at trying to salvage his marriage, because he's also lost as well. Uh, but I don't know. Like, I'm not entirely sure why she feels so trapped that she needs to have a, an affair. Like, that's just what people do. It's just what people do. Fair enough. Yeah, but it's not that doesn't need to be a big reason no i guess behind it or anything like that it's just you know she's probably been with that same guy for 20 years and just felt like doesn't love him anymore but is still in the relationship because they've got kids Mm. so and then a handsome manly man photographer and he's like a photographer so he's got that sort of he's like an artist like there's something sort of interesting about him you know, I, I just wonder if, like, you know, it's not it's not made clear, but I wonder if Alistair Brandy's character is, like, an accountant or something, like, really not just yeah, probably. It sort of doesn't guy. really matter. It's just what it is, really. It's just what it is. 
So it's interesting that um, Janie went off into the woods with Martin Trokas and, you know, I, it's not shown, but I imagine loses her virginity or, you know, the, the loss of her, yes. the loss of her innocence. So yeah, definitely. Yes. That's, I think that's a good way of putting it because I was, it's not explicit and it doesn't need to be. No, but also watching it again after, you know, a decade and a half, you have sort of vague memories of what had happened, but then things play out mm. slightly differently, of course. And yeah, so it's, it played out quite differently to how I remembered it. He's super creepy. <laughs> yeah, I was just interesting. Is it does he come across as creepy before that point? No, no. But he he does give creepy, her drinks but... and stuff. Like it's a bit weird because she's thirteen, uh, right? <laughs> yeah, but you know, he's he's just thinking he's being cool rebel dude, right? I think okay, not and not probably not even really thinking about it. And it's also interesting in that moment the the Christine Jeffs has chosen to make Janie the instigator. I mean, it's still statutory <laughs> right? Oh yeah, but it's it's a really interesting like it's a very uncomfortable scene, isn't it? Like it's a yeah, and she <laughs> and it is and it's, but she's got the the power. She takes his camera off him and That's tells right. him to take his clothes off and that's right i mean he shouldn't act on it does. because she's 13 no but <laughs> it is a it was like it's one of those and it's a mark of really good filming because i was sitting there with my wife and we're like oh this is uncomfortable and weird you know like it's really it's great it's a really weird uncomfortable scene oh, because that's what it's supposed to be isn't it like it's supposed to make you feel yeah. not good <laughs> um and i and you know and it's kind of it's kind of like a weird um like almost a weird horror movie trope where like people have sex and something really bad happens, you know, like it's kind of like she's running. Oh my God, it is, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't have sex in the woods. And something well, someone will die. Um, so I couldn't help help but think like, oh, we should catch up with her character sort of 10, 20 years down the line because if her sexual experience indirectly led to the death of her little brother, I bet she's going to be fucked up. <laughs> yeah. That sort of thing would screw you up, I imagine, quite badly. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that, I mean, that's heart-wrenching that, you know, she oh, runs down man. the beach and it's just like, it's it's one of those things where it's really beautiful at the same time as being heart-wrenching, like really awful. It's all shot so yeah. nicely. It sort of reminded me when we talked about Lee Tamahori being, um, you know, he's got this, he's he's making this film about uh, the urban dystopia of Māori and... Uh, domestic abuse app but it's so commercial you know like it's kind of like got that commercial yeah um i I wrote a note here again from the the ny the new york times so this is the visual beauty of the film rather than distracting from the troubling story makes it more troubling still Uh, that's the feeling i get too you know like it's yeah i can see that it's not like an ugly film because it's dealing with ugly stuff it's a beautiful film which makes you feel real uncomfortable because it is dealing with weird uncomfortable stuff while looking pretty it's great yeah you know, like when she sli- when 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 Sarah Pierce's character sleeps with Katie and then she's leaving the boat, it's that beautiful shot of her Oof. walking across the water. You know, it's a beautiful shot, but you're yeah. like, oh, it's the disintegration of a marriage. I feel bad. How am I supposed to feel? What are you doing, filmmakers? <laughs> it's so beautiful, but a bad thing happened. What? <laughs> Why aren't you signposting my emotions? <laughs> great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That and that 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 final scene on the beach. I mean, not the final, the the catalytic scene. I'm. Her dad comes along and tries to resuscitate her. But there's also another dude? Is that just the guy that lives at the beach? Was there another guy? No, probably. He's just, it's just probably just another guy. Okay, cool. There was another guy. I, was, I was, wasn't misremembering that. Okay. 
And the mum, does the mum, yeah, she comes too, but she's, she sort of stays at a distance, doesn't she? Yeah. Which is great. It's some great filmmaking. <laughs> she's removed from the situation. Beautiful. And it's, yeah, it's really sort of heart-wrenching uh, watching Alicia. Fulford, wise Bicky. Yeah, just com- kind of completely losing it. It's, oof. Yeah. It's a fascinating film because it does end on like a positive note. Like this is, it's kind of like, oh, this sucks, but you know, now my life can begin anew. And I imagine that her parents separate, right? Do they? Yeah, it's mentioned. Oh, she talks about it, doesn't she? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. That's just her and her mum. That's right. Which is sad because her dad seems so good. Sad. But, you know, but, it, yeah. but it's that sort of the visual imagery is that the car is going off up the hill, like away from all the bad stuff. And it feels like there's sunlight as well. Like it's not, like it's not a complete downer, even though it is a complete downer. Ah, oh, this is it's so many mixed emotions. Mm. So many mixed emotions. I don't know what to feel. Yeah. <laughs> Poor little guy. Oh well. Does it feel specifically to you like a New Zealand story? Like what is a New Zealand story? But does it feel, or is it? It's a universal thing, isn't it? Yeah, you, you could set that at a summer camp sort of area in the states mm. easy or canada or anywhere right, really right, right. it's just about two generations not at war with each, with each other but you know it's coming of age it's that's right get all coming of age maybe yeah it's a universal story in a sort of very not very but a quite specifically kiwi setting yeah it's interesting, like, I guess because I have the immigrant background, like, I watch it and I don't I don't recognise it as anything familiar, but I understand that that's what it right. is because, you know, growing up in New Zealand, you get told all the time, like, the batch, the kiwi, the this, the that. Yeah. So I, it's interesting. I have quite a remove from that. But do you feel like, oh, this could be me? I guess in that, in that way, mm. yeah. So it is quite universal. You know, I could, well, yeah, I mean, go hang out with your family and for the summer holidays and there's nothing to do and you sort of get on each other's nerves and there's you just have to go and play in the water and <laughs> mum and dad get a bit too drunk and it's kind of embarrassing and you you meet someone else your own age and maybe you're interested in them and they're not interested in you or the other way around and so, is, there a, yeah. is there an uncle mixing horrible cocktails and talking about how great they are <laughs> does that happen that's a great scene <laughs> Like tequila sunrise, that's uh, my favorite. Like, <laughs> uh, the, yeah. there was a scene that I like was laugh out loud, and I'm trying to, I, I sort of trying to give the context. What does it mean? Like the scene where they're cutting out genitalia and the magazines and the toilet. Stra- little, little Aaron Murphy so <laughs> straps the penis to his his groin yeah. area. There's a very big penis, but it's a uh, sort of. I guess part of that the whole sexual awakening thing is quite a yeah. music at the same time. That's, yes, I forgot, oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> rest of the what, what magazine is that with such a large man's penis in it? It's I don't know. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I just had to, I I don't have any notes about. It. I just thought it was amusing. I mean, you know, it's, it, it it lends itself really well to the coming of age story, obviously. Um, sexual weight name but it's just amusing i i feel like i wonder if uh, how improvised that scene was like was that one of the things where they were like here's some dirty magazines <laughs> uh i don't know i think that was probably very definitely i think that was scripted yeah <laughs> just the lines just it's, the lines it's very specific that I mean, that willy there that one, that one. yeah 
That's good. There, Willie, there. Cool. Uh, I think um, overall, um, I really enjoy this film. I really. It's. I don't know if it's enjoy would be the word I would use, because it's. <laughs> it's a tough. It's kind of a tough watch. It is a tough watch because it is. It's so sad. It's. Uh, it's. Yeah, really melancholic. It's quite claustrophobic feeling almost. Mm. You sort of feel about as trapped as. The characters themselves feel that's really interesting, considering there's so many yeah. shots of the open sea and whatnot. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, but it still f- yeah, yeah. It st- still feels that that claustrophobia, like you can't escape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's great. But you can't, you can't escape your family. Can't escape. Feel- I mean, it's it's just one of those like there's like enjoy. I can like I'd watch it again and again. Um, it's just one of those things where it was a film when it finished. We we're both sort of sitting there and sort of stunned silence. Like that was some good. Like my wife even like. Like she just exclaimed to me, like that was a really great film, you know, like that was a great movie. Yeah, that sort of feeling you get after watching something, uh, which is nice. So, uh, we, last season we were rating films cliffs out of cliff. I don't know whether we were rate films, but I would just say that this was <laughs> like a devastating. We can keep rating films out of cliffs. No, Why not? no, I don't want to do that. But I, I just think it's a, de- oh, a devastating film. Like a really, it left me thinking, wow, that Christine Jeffs is great, and I really wish she'd make another feature film. I wish she'd, yeah. she'd come back to New Zealand, would, like like a lot of New Zealand filmmakers. I'll come back to New Zealand and make a new film, like Tim, like Leto Mahori or whatever. Like, I'd be I'd be very keen to see her next feature film. Great. Yeah, well, I mean, I was quite keen to watch Sunshine Cleaning, mm. um, but you just I can't seem to find it anywhere hmm. online at the moment, which is annoying. God damn, living in living in a tax haven again. Strikes again. Oh, you know, yeah, it <laughs> sucks, but you know, whatever. Um, I just want to share one final thing that I've learnt about this mm. this film. There's a bit of trivia on the IMDb IMDb page oh. for this film. Does it include apparently? I'm on Chocos. No, sorry. No. Okay. Uh, apparently, there is a goof in the film, <laughs> and it's been spotted. <laughs> oh no! The bottle of Jim Beam uh, that they have has a barcode on it. And this barcode did not actually come into use until 1973 and not onto this product until 1974 and the film set in 1972. So. <laughs> Fuck that guy, man. <laughs> Seriously. That's an I think that's kind, that's kind of amazing. The, the, but it's such a weird, specific uh, bit of trivia. IMDb is the worst for things like that. Like, there's... The, tri- I mean, the trivia for action films just go on and on and on about the types of guns used. And just like, no one cares, man. No one cares. Yeah. Um, that's really interesting. The specific date. I mean, watching this film, and I don't know whether I realised it in 2001 because I might have just been an idiot. I mean, it's clearly a period piece. I don't think I realised that at the time. But is it specified, the, the exact year, anywhere? I, no, no. Okay, weird. Was, even, like, starting to watch it again, I was like, oh, is this... Set in the seventies, the eighties, or is this set in two thousand one? I actually can't remember, and it's it sort of doesn't matter. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. That was another thing. It's, it's very universal. And it doesn't really age at all. Um, the two thousand one, like it could be two thousand one, like a bunch of hipster parents yeah. having a <laughs> having a party. But uh, but the thing that gives it away, well, it doesn't really because two thousand one. So there's a lot of retro fashions. Is that everything's brown and paisley? You know, like. <laughs> So much brown. I was just looking at the shirts, thinking, "Oh, they're probably gross polyester." Brown and paisley, uh. brown and paisley, which is weird because the film is also brown and paisley, and it, it, they make a note of that. They talk about like um, the brown colors, you know, uh, causing um, 
are reflective of the souring of the family, you know, that sort of browns and beiges. They sort of obviously did that on purpose, uh, but it's very 70s, isn't it? Like I was watching, I was yeah. watching going, oh, the nice dress she wants to put on is white and brown. <laughs> so brown. <laughs> so yeah. brown. Uh, great film. A stupid bit of trivia. Thank you for ending our wonderful discussion of this film with that dumb bit of trivia. <laughs> stupid IMDb. Well, yes, thank and thank you to Christine Jeffs for for this film. Yeah, thank really. you, Christine Jeffs. I, I hope we get more stuff from you. It's great. Um, she's making cool commercials. I went and had a look at some of her commercials. She's making some nice, pretty commercials. So good that she's got she's sure. paying the bills. We'll be back, I guess, with another film in a couple of weeks. Another New Zealander making a New Zealand woman making a New Zealand film. Uh, you can find me on the Twitter at Rajivfilm, R-A-J-E-E-V-F-I-L-M. Oh, you want me to say it, don't you? What? Damn it. What do you want to say? Yeah, that that old. You can also I'm on the Twitter and stuff, and it's at Andy James underscore Inc. I just every single episode I know I say <laughs> I'm probably gonna delete my Twitter. <laughs> I'm just very close to deleting really? my Twitter. Too much negativity. I, just, I love it. Yeah, I just don't. I love the trolls. I hate Where it. Where are the trolls? Um, I hate it. You can also find the the, it. the podcast on on Twitter at at n t z o f. Uh, that's uh, NTZFL, NTZOF. Uh, please rate and review wherever you listen, iTunes and stuff. It, it does help. It's always good yeah, to get the numbers up. And much appreciated. Always much appreciated. And, you know, feel free to add us, especially Andy. Andy loves being added on everything. <laughs> he's on the Facebook and yeah, all that. He's, go on, on. he's on Instagram as well. All that stuff. Uh, great. Thank you for listening. Yeah, this and is... on the, the the movie one as well. Letterboxd. 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 We're all on Letterboxd. I use that. That's good. That's good. That's nice. Yeah. Okay. We'll be back soon with another film. We haven't quite decided what it's going to be, but they're all going to be women filmmakers, which is exciting for us. I'm very excited about this. And it's going to be a great film is what it is. That's what we know. Okay. Catch you soon.